he texted me, he's like, you didn't open the store today. You actually living a dream of your dad. Hello and welcome to Holding Heritage. This is a space to explore and have honest conversations around the Asian North American experience. We'll focus on Canadian refugee stories, family, heritage, and bridging generational gaps. My name is Holly. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello and welcome to this episode of Holding Heritage, one that is part of another entrepreneur series in collaboration with Vancouver Island's Immigrant Welcome Centers, Welcoming Communities Coalition, and Campbell Rivers People's Project Magazine, which features a number of amazing individuals within the community. The goal of these interviews aims to learn more about and amplify the voices of newcomers to Campbell River who own businesses in the community. We chat with them about their stories, successes, and challenges challenges to help dispel negative misconceptions about the impact of newcomers on the Canadian economy. We want to highlight diversity in underrepresented voices and contribute to making our communities more welcoming for all. In this episode, Christine Salzman from the Immigrant Welcome Centre and I talk with Taj Singh, born and raised in Punjab, India, and proud, proud owner of Campbell River's very first pita pit. Taj's energy screams passion the moment he walks into the room. It was incredibly inspiring to get to chat with him about his work ethic, family, core values, and journey building his career from leaving India to university abroad in New Zealand, quickly climbing up his career ladder, and eventually settling in Campbell River, starting his very own business. He is an absolute powerhouse and role model, so let's jump right in. My name is Taj Singh, um, and I'm the proud owner of uh, Peter Pitt in Cameroon River. So maybe you can start with telling us uh, when you came to Canada and why Canada? Yes, I came to Canada in 2017. I left my house when I was 19 years old. So I left the house in 2009. In the first immigration uh, experience that I ever actually had was in New Zealand. I immigrated to New Zealand from India, from Punjab, north, yes. I went there and did my studies. Um, I did my business administration course, and uh, before that, I actually did my uh, bachelor in computer science in India. Uh, in India yes, uh, that was my master's. Why did you choose to go to New Zealand? Then, if you had a BA in comp sci, why did you choose to go study business administration? Yes, my dad been always been around in different countries, and we always hear stories from him. Like, so he'd been to Germany, he'd been to Italy, he'd been to U.S., he'd been to um, Canada as well, and it's just amazing, like how. He always tell us like in different cultures actually comes together like in different countries. So in the back of my mind, it was always a kind of a dream of actually going out there and experiencing the world. Um, uh, I'm actually from background of a, a farm boy. We actually literally uh, born and raised on farmhouse. So when I was doing uh, my studies, the goal was to always actually experience different world that's out there. Like, you know, not just what's happening around you and in 500 kilometers <laughs> kind of area. And of course, my parents were just 100% support behind it. Taj's family in India farmed a variety of different things, such as potatoes and wheat. Throughout our conversation with Taj, he spoke so highly and endearingly of his father, who clearly played and continues to play a big role in his life in terms of inspiration and guidance. He lived in the U.S. He lived there 12 years. I remember like uh, being nine years old when dad left the house. It was always just like immigration stories you hear, families living in some different countries and 
and we would just talk to him over the phone and stuff. And so finally, when he decided to take a retirement and go back to India, I was 19 years old. I was two inches taller than him. <laughs> and that was and, when you were leaving. Yes. So that's he came when, back as you were leaving. So basically, yeah, we kind of had like a seven, eight months amazing time, amazing stories. He missed a lot of us and because we didn't see each other for like 12 years at the time. But when we finally did, we actually kind of clicked together. And, um, and Did uh, he leave to work in the U.S. So to make money to send home? Yes, exactly. Because uh, farming is, is great at the time. It was not really advanced the way it is today. So it was not money making. It was just like, you know, hand to mouth kind of thing. But he always had a dream for his kids to actually go into better schools, to have a better studies and and things like that. So, but that was only possible go and pursue different countries and see like if they can make something out of it. And he was a great businessman. And I think this is where my business comes in as well. Like it was just have him as a as an experienced background and um, we can always actually just like, hey, dad, how do you deal with this? <laughs> right? Do you call him for advice? Yes, absolutely. I think he's the best advisor I can ask for. What did he And work? he doesn't charge. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he work? What did he do in the U.S.? Um, we actually owned a 7-Eleven stores. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, he worked in a bunch of different stores uh, where he actually met a lot of people and gained a lot of experiences. Taj's father thrived and diligently worked in the U.S. the 12 years he was away and went from working as an incredibly valued employee in many different establishments to owning his own 7-Eleven store. There's no wonder why Taj naturally gravitates towards similar goals. At the age of 19, Taj left India to study in New Zealand and begin gathering work experience any way that he could. He started with working odd jobs while balancing his school schedule and eventually got into working for Subway, where he built really great relationships with his managers, who are still supportive of him today. And at that time, they gave him many opportunities that led to him managing multiple Subway locations. Eventually, while thinking about wanting to settle and build an actual life, Taj decided on Canada to be the place to do that. So then how did you end up in Canada then and in Campbell River specifically? I actually wanted to do something different once I actually worked for a subway for so long. Immigration rules in New Zealand is a little bit difficult than what's in Canada is. I find that Canadian immigration is a little bit easier if you want to become a resident or want to actually settle into a country. So the day I landed in Prince George, it was minus 28. So nobody told me that it's that cold. But then I realized it was quite normal in Prince George. So I started working, uh, I think within two weeks, I got a job at Staples as a sales consultant. And then three months after, I got promoted to a, an internal role to a consultant into a tech department. And then I was actually became a services manager. And they told me one day, and it's like, Taj, uh, we have an opening as a sales manager in Cabo River. I never heard of it. I was like, how's the weather up there? They said, like, it's great. It's like when I move. <laughs> so they said, like, this Saturday, I packed my bags and I was just like, I'm on my way. You, came weren't, in, in, you weren't in Prince George for long? No, not at all. I was just like, got out of there. Like six months, you said eight. Six months. months. I got two promotions in six months and wow. the third promotion, they asked me if I wanted to move to Camp River and um, I said, like, yes. I, I was just, I don't know, I was just a great salesman, I guess. <laughs> I, I was not a salesman, I was just a, a kind of sales buddy, you know. Most of the time the sales were just like, oh, that's a pretty color. I have another one too, <laughs> right? It was just like, so it was, it came really natural. Um, so I landed in uh, February 2017 in Prince George. And I came to 
uh, Canberra event in November 2017. Taj's impressively quick climb and progression upwards in his career is a testament to how charismatic, kind, and hardworking he is. His ambition and openness to adventure and growth is so admirable, even when making the decision to relocate to Campbell River, a place where he knew nobody at all. You didn't know nope, anyone here? nobody. Was there a, like a social group or people who helped you make this community feel like home? Yes, the team that I walked into and uh, it was just so welcoming. At the time, it was so funny because now I see a lot of my community people around here. But in 2017, it wasn't the case because NIC wasn't accepting students at the time, oh. accepting international students. Oh. So that's when really everybody started coming in and you're seeing a lot of Indian communities coming into the town. Otherwise, we only had 20 families. And so before I even actually, the first time I went to the temple, everybody knew that I was, I was a new in the town. And they say like, hey, I, we know you, you actually, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. But it was just so welcoming, especially my team, my general managers of the store and the team that I worked with. We all like kind of clicked in together. Um, I was the only Indian actually working in the store. <laughs> <laughs> at the times and they asked me questions about my religion and uh, about myself or my, my country I was just so over the moon actually tell them because I am proud Indian and I just recently become citizen of Canada but still they know how they say home is home right so I just love sharing that especially like now we have such a vast variety of people that are working with us. How do you stay connected with um, Indian culture then? Is it through mainly the temple or? It's mainly through the temple, yeah, because that was the only time I actually seen any Indian person. <laughs> it's funny because I always tell everybody, it's just like it took me a month to actually find a one Indian person because Prince George is a different story. There's a lot of my community there and there's a couple of temples and not one. <laughs> yeah, I moved here from Surrey. So okay, there you go. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking there, yeah. about. <laughs> the, the temple, I still meet them and they, they know now we open the stores. So, so it's really understanding um, community as well. So. How did you go from working and being a manager at Staples to opening a pita pit? Um, love of food. I just love cooking. And but, you opened in November 2021. Yes. So that's actually not too long ago. No, yesterday we finished our eight months. Why pita pit of all um, It's so funny because the first ever open pita pit in, in New Zealand was 2011. And I was working for Subway at the time. And they asked me one day, I was like, Taj, there's a new restaurant called Pita Pit. And they were opening just down the road. And it's like, oh, we should just go check it out, right? So what's the food about? What's the idea? And this and that. When I went there and I actually had the food and I called my owners, I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> Subway did not want to hear that. No, they did not. And it's really, the Subway actually is set up in its own style. Um, it's they they haven't changed much in the last 10 years um and in, in my experience at least i can tell you literally the menu i haven't worked in subway for six seven years now but i can tell you what's the menu right now because they never changed it <laughs> <laughs> but I, I at the time it was just so peter Pit was so refreshing and, and a different idea and not having to actually have just bread that's the biggest thing and not anything microwave yeah. For me, it was those things because idea is the same in both restaurants. So I had choice to make that I do I want something that I'm comfortable with or do I want something which is more futuristic, more like a culture oriented as well. Like, because if you see our grills are set up in a way we don't mix our meats with the veggies, they're all set up separately. And, and for some cultures, it's, it's a really important thing. Mm -hmm. 
and for vegetarian we have portioning on the on the grill we don't cook meat on that side and being indian i can understand that mm -hmm. right and we have a lot of muslims customers that comes in and they absolutely love it and the small little things like this actually goes a long way because we want to reach out to the communities and see like what the things we can do as i say like every community that you go to even if it's big or small is all people are coming together and different cultures and i think that that makes a huge difference in terms of businesses and stuff how have you been supported by the community amazing i actually got called from peter pit head office and uh great opening great success what we had in last 8 months uh, some stores can actually take years to actually accomplish what we actually accomplished in last 6 8 months when we brought pita pit to town 90% of our team actually never seen a pita before so when we first day we actually start doing orientation and we actually put a pita on the this counter and this is a pita <laughs> i remember there's a pita pit at UB ubc we used to go to pita pit a lot at ubc but Seeing how Taj so proudly champions his Indian culture and heritage was inspiring. We asked him if there were any aspects of his upbringing that he feels have really contributed to his success and work ethic today. I think what he shared with us is so relatable to so many of us, children of immigrants and refugees. Yes, the way we were uh, raised in a family was a uh, good job was not just given. You really have to do your work for it. it was not that easy like a, you know just a for the efforts kind of thing um so we really had to actually work hard for it i still remember and i get really emotional about it because uh the day we were opening the first day we were going to open at 9 o'clock and my dad texted me at 8:30 because he wasn't able to come in and to be a part of this he texted me he's like you didn't open the store today you actually living a dream of your dad and i take a screenshot of that and i'm like this is this is for me is important right and um sorry something <laughs> like you were really you were really supportive dad yes no it is like my mom as well like uh, you know like uh, uh, everybody is the same way like um dad would ask like how is business going like mom will ask hey did you eat today you know so everything it balances up everything and i think that's important like that shows our work ethics we don't go home because we done done enough for a day we go home and we are satisfied like yes when you think of the future in camover what do you hope the community looks like for you and your partner and your business um i i think the future is really bright so when i see like a small kids come to peter pit and they say like this is better than mcdonald's and at that time we actually look at each other and i'm like this is a proud moment in that way i see like now people are more aware of the health that they, they ever been before and all of the stuff and peter pet actually have everything to offer do you have any advice you would give to other newcomers in terms of how to settle successfully in camel river um i think i, I would like to pass along this something that someone who gave it to me was learn everything you can don't say like that i know everything and pursue your dreams with it and listen to your parents your family members your friends you know because sometimes others know you well than you know yourself right because if i ask my mom what i i like to eat i probably actually have a like a probably 5 second pause before i answer that question but she wouldn't think of that for a second she would just say like oh he likes that right so um i i think that's for me is how i did it is just listen and just take as much information you can and not every information is important <laughs> so you know you just No, I can choose. <laughs> Pick the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that advice that Taj is passing along. It's something that I've actually heard from my own dad all throughout my childhood as well. Being open and willing to learn, work hard, and gather skills from all aspects of your life and people you meet is such an important part of growing, especially for aspiring entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for tuning into Christine and I's chat with Taj Singh, proud owner of Campbell Rivers Pita Pit, located at 1035 Shoppers Row. Be sure to stop by and support the store if you're ever in the area. Taj has such ambitious goals and a stellar work ethic, and I can't wait to see where he goes. I hope it inspires you to get out there and pour your efforts into whatever it is that you are passionate about. Remember that you can also catch the featured article by Christine Salzman published in Campbell Rivers People's Project Magazine. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, and I will meet you back here again very, very soon. Bye! Intro and outro music by Blue Wednesday. Be sure to check him out. He's amazing. And as always, Holding Heritage is proudly created, produced, and geographically based on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded lands of the Tsleil-Waututh and Comox nations of the Coast Salish peoples.